Life Audio. Hi, this is Bonnie Gray, and I'm your host for Breathe, the Stress Less Podcast. I'm so happy that we get to spend some time together and encourage each other. What are the different ways that we can restore God's peace to our day and restore His love in our hearts? We're going to take some time to share some stories, hear something that's very powerful in God's Word to reaffirm your true worth, and then we'll close with a word of prayer and not before we share a soul care tip, something you can do, take action to help your body restore the peace and help your emotions restore the calm. Well, I am the author of Sweet Like Jasmine, Finding Identity in a Culture of Loneliness. I'm so passionate about this message that God is with us in every part of our stories. Your story matters. What has happened to you matters. You know, the fire you walked through, the life that God carried you through in the valley so that you can make it to the mountaintops. Someone needs to hear that story because someone needs encouragement that you have been able to experience as God carries you through. Some of us are in that valley and we're not on the other side yet. Well, we need to share a story so that we are not lonely. We don't have to walk alone. We can share our stories before it gets resolved and we discover we can be there for each other. We don't have to walk alone. And that's what makes it special because you know this world, this world operates on what happens on the outside. In the scriptures, God says that man looks at the outward appearance, but he looks at the heart. We don't have to hide. That is the special vulnerability and the transparency that offers rest to the world to our friends, to strangers, people we meet, and for ourselves. We have to first receive the rest in order to share it. So I invite you to pick up a copy of my book, Sweet Like Jasmine, Finding Identity in a Culture of Loneliness, as I go through different life stories, and I share them with you with journaling questions and discussion questions so that you can meet with other friends and share your stories. Sometimes we do Bible studies and that's important. We want to recharge ourselves with the truth and we know how to study scriptures together. We know what we think about God's word, but there's another aspect to our lives, which is the soul, loving God with our heart, mind, and soul, right? We want to share our lives with each other. We want to do life together. And that means we need to share our stories. One of the things that I wanted to share with you is about the story that has stayed with me, even though it doesn't seem like it's very special. I felt it was just so ordinary that I never really gave too much attention to it. And it's about a store that I love to go to when I walked as a child in San Francisco Chinatown. So I'm going to share a little story with you that is from the book, Sweet Like Jasmine. And I want to just tell it to you because I hope it inspires you to remember something that God wants you to know. The little things matter. The things that you have experienced of God's goodness, they matter. 
Well, if I were to take you to Chinatown, I wouldn't be able to tell you the name of the streets, but I would be able to describe to you the Tetris-like enclave of broken curbs, open doorways, souvenir shops, Hunan, Sichuan, and whatnot restaurants that line the street. The first place that I loved to go to as a little girl was a candy store. Did you have a favorite candy store? Well, if you walk up one block up the hill from the Portsmouth Garage in San Francisco Chinatown, you'll be standing at the very important street corner at a pagoda-shaped stoplight. Voila! You've placed yourself smack dab on Grant, which is the main street of Chinatown. Now, if you glance over your left shoulder, there you're going to see a reflection in the window, and that is the candy store of my childhood. Whenever I got a chance to buy candy, it was always a toss-up between a lollipop or a roll of Lifesavers candy. What was your favorite candy as a little kid? I liked Lifesavers because, you know what? There's so many different candies in there. I thought that one would last me the longest, and it would take a long time to melt in my mouth each of those candies. So I was kind of practical, and they were very fruity, very yummy. And I would think of my yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, is the Chinese word for grandpa. He was my father's dad, and I remember his smile. He smoked mischief with his eyes in a way that ended in a chuckle, like he had something hidden in his hands behind his back. I didn't get to see him often. He was sick, I think, always resting in his room. Sometimes he'd call out to me, Bonnie, and his bedroom door would creak open, and I'd know to go in. He would hug me the way I would imagine a bear would pull a jar of honey into, and press me into his flannel button shirt, so soft. And he would plant a wet kiss on my cheek, and I'd feel his scruffy whiskers. His hair was never combed. And it made him look funny, but the good kind of funny. And after a hug, he'd pull out a lollipop just for me. He would tug at the plastic wrapper, and sometimes it would take a great deal of effort on his part and a lot of patience on mine, because a lollipop sat in his pocket, maybe sat in it too long, and it melted onto the paper. But it was worth the wait. I'd pop it into my mouth. He would laugh. So would I. And. That is one of my most precious memories with my grandpa. Yeah, yeah. When we would walk down to the candy store at the corner, and he would let me pick anything. And of course, like I said, I would just be crunching on a roll of Lifesavers candy. By the time I got home, it would be half gone. <laughs> I was a kid that would, you know, eat half the candy roll by the time I got back. So I am curious, what is a Memory you have of your grandpa or your grandma that brought you joy as a child. I'm really curious what that is. As you were hearing me talk about my memory of yeah yeah, well, you know what? I bet you it was something quite ordinary or small. You know, I don't have that many memories of my grandpa yeah yeah because once my parents got divorced. I didn't get to see him very much, and the last, next time I saw him, actually, I think there was a ceasefire between my parents. I was invited to a Chinese wake. I was already a Christian, a believer, so I couldn't bow down as they were burning incense. And in a Chinese Buddhist wake, they would like burn different things that are made out of full of paper. They felt it would send them to the next life. With some good things, but I, I didn't bow. I told him I was Christian. I believed in Jesus, so I would just pray. But 
as I stood there in front of grandpa's black and white portrait at the funeral at the wake, I realized I miss Yeye. This memory as it returned to me, I miss him. My father at the time, he said something to me as I stood there at the wake. I've never told anybody this until I started writing these stories in the book. As I stood there in front of my grandpa's black and white framed portrait, his hair smartly parted to the side, combed with real cream. My father whispered, Yeye asked for you when he was sick. He said, where is Bonnie? As I stood there in that candy store trying to contain my emotions, I realized I missed Yeye. I heard my grandpa's beloved voice again as I recalled that memory and I recognized that forgotten familiar piece of his warmth. It told me there was goodness in the world and I was part of it. I wish I was there to let him know I miss him. I wish I was there at his bedside before he passed away so I could gently wrap my arms around his neck and say, I'm here, Yeye. I love you. You know, as I tell you this story, I'm wondering, what is a moment that you felt cherished? You know, as a little girl, I didn't realize or recognize how precious those memories are. But as I am now, I'm a mom with two teenage boys. Yet even now, my heart is filled with beauty and warmth knowing that I was cherished. Because in that one moment, I was someone's granddaughter. In that moment, I was bringing him joy because he was giving me something, sharing something with me that brought him joy, which was something simple like candy. You know, as we go through life, we go through difficult situations where there's a lot of stress and anxiety and things are just not clear and we're overwhelmed. And yet God has placed moments in your life that are beautiful, that is filled with goodness, that remind you that you are beloved, you're cherished. And those moments are important for us to remember because they can spark us to bring goodness into our world now in our relationships and our family. And we forget that actually the most important things are the little things. Those are the things that carry significance with us into adulthood. So for the parents that are listening right now, for the grandparents that are listening right now, you can change a lifetime. You can give a legacy of faith. You can bring a treasure, an inheritance that is priceless beyond any money which is love. It's this cherished feeling of what it's like to be loved. And that gives us purpose in our difficulties and in our suffering to prioritize the people in our lives that your story is worth sharing. Your story is worth remembering. Your story fuels what is important to you. And it's going to vary for each of us right? The things that have brought you joy and meaning. And even if they were few, as in my case, they were, as I went through the stories of my life, God showed me each of these, no matter how ordinary that you think they were, they're important. I want to share with you this beautiful verse from Psalm 145, 7. They will utter the memory of your great goodness and will sing of your righteousness. 
I love this verse because it talks about memory and goodness and that it causes us to have a song and to sing. When life is very weary, we each need a song. We need a song in the night. In the night times of our lives, when life is dark and we can't quite see, we need a song in the night. And so I want to ask you, what is your song? What is your story? I think it's so beautiful to be able to remember those moments in your life. In Psalm 42, verse 8, Another scripture tells us, by day, the Lord directs his love. At night, his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. What is your song, friend? Even in the night, what is your song? There's a story I want to share with you. It's about the process of a seed that becomes a tree. I didn't know this until I met a friend. He inherited an orchard from his parents. His parents, they grew sumo oranges here in California. And my friend John knows nothing about growing sumo oranges. But when his father died, his father left him an orchard. And so even though John never farmed before, and the ground was bare because the seeds were just planted. You know, you couldn't even tell that there was anything planted in the soil. But John, my friend John, didn't sell the land. He kept investing in his father's dream, in his father's work. So he hired a grower to work the ground. He didn't know anything about it, but he hired a grower. He invested money to water the seeds. And the first year, the seeds grew into saplings. The second year, the branches began to bud and blossom. And then there were the first flowers that second year. But there was still no fruit that second year, only flowers. What's amazing is this fruit does not come until after the blossoms bloom and fall to the ground. So I'm curious, maybe, you know, whenever we talk about stress, we might be seeing some blossoms bloom and we see them fall to the ground. Maybe you're putting your hope in something, a new opportunity at work or a relationship, a friendship, a church, or maybe your child as you're parenting. Jeez, it's tough, isn't it, to parent? One day it's this, another day it's that. You're putting hope in your marriage and yet it seems, gosh, it just falls to the ground. Well, those might be those first blossoms. No no dreams, no investment is wasted in God's hand. Scriptures tell us that he puts your tears in a bottle. And I believe that he uses those tears to water something beautiful and new in our lives. So don't give up, friends. Psalm 56 says, God, you keep track of all my sorrows and you collect all my tears in your bottle. Now, the third year, that's when the first fruits finally arrive, but they still can't be eaten. They're too green and they're too little. These first fruits have to fall to the ground and have to be let go. The farmers actually thin the oranges so that they can grow big later. So it's same in our lives. We might be looking at all these efforts and go, why is this happening again? It doesn't mean we have failed. God assures us, don't give up. This isn't your end. 
And finally, Psalm 126 says, Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. There's that word song again, song of joy. It's the fourth year that the citrus fruit trees ripen to succulent sweetness. Seeds that once lay dormant wake up to bear branches bursting full of delicious new fruit in fields that were once empty. Yay, they can enjoy, be enjoyed and eaten. So you know what, your story, I don't know where your story's at right now. Maybe you're in a chapter that's just kind of barren. Maybe you're in another chapter where, oh, it looks kind of promising. There are some blossoms. But then maybe there's a chapter where they're falling again. You're like, what is going on, God? And yet God is still in it with each of us in every chapter. He's still growing. Do not give up. The kingdom of God, Jesus tells us, it's like a farmer who goes and scatters seeds. And day and night, the farmer has no idea. And yet he wakes up one day and he sees that the wheat, the kernel, everything, the crop grows. So do not give up. God is at work in your life. You need to share your story. So don't wait until you get to the fruit part, which is like the last stage, until you share your story. We are in it for the journey. Most of life is lived growing in the middle, in the process, and we don't want to be alone. So when you're feeling stressed, remember that you are like a tree planted by streams of living water. We need to provide shade for one another. We need to provide shade. And I love this quote. It's about our stories. Our stories is that refuge that we all long for. God has given each of us a story that someone needs to hear that you can encourage. British author Philip Pullman says, after nourishment, shelter, and companionship, stories are the things we need most in the world. And Henry Nowen, I love Henry Nowen. I love his writing, I should say, how he shares the, the life of faith. He says, when our wounds cease to be a source of shame and become a source of healing, when we share it, we become wounded healers. So I wanna share our soul care tip for today. If you could travel back in time and give your younger self some advice, what would you say? What would you tell your younger self? The soul care tip is to write a letter to your younger self. The Child Mind Institute in New York City has a younger self campaign, and it invites people to improve their mental health wellness by writing messages of hope to their younger self. And it's such a worthy journaling process because as believers, we know that God, the Holy Spirit is in us and he illuminates our mind to bring to the words. God can rewrite the past with us and he can give us insights as to how he wants us to bring hope into the plans we have today and to build a new future. God is a wonderful architect. He's not a strip mall type architect, meaning carbon copies of everybody's lives. Your story is unique to you, the set of experiences that have shaped you. And so God is a beautiful architect that uses the history of a place and integrates it into the architecture. So he uses everything in your life to show and shine his love. 
And so remember that taking time to reflect and to think about what are the lessons of hope that you can gather that is going to really boost your faith and give you purpose. If suffering has a purpose, it gives you power. And that's why I think Paul says, I boast in my weakness because that is when the power of God is made great and dwells within us. So when we look back, we even moments of brokenness or regret or whatever it is, when we introduce God's love in it, we think about what is the message of hope and the purpose God has brought us through that gives us peace. And it gives us a sense of joy. This is a sense of joy knowing that there is purpose in everything we've gone through. And I think the last soul care tip I want to give to you is to take a fruit break. We've been talking about fruit, talking about trees. Well, eating fruit helps combat combat stress. German researchers tested this by asking people to give a speech and then do hard math problems. Those two things are really stressful. Give a speech and doing a hard math problems. The researchers gave the people vitamin C and found that it lowered blood pressure and lower levels of stress hormone cortisol was seen. So citrus is high in vitamin C, blueberries as well as strawberries, raspberries, blackberries, they're all rich in vitamin C and have the highest level of antioxidants. Two cups meets the average daily need. It'll help boost your immune system, help fight colds, and vitamin C just helps us bounce back from stressful situations faster. Well, I hope that this is giving you a craving for fruit, whether it's a citrus fruit or a berry. What's your favorite? Make sure you take time to go stop by the store and shop for that fruit or take the time to enjoy it. And then think about writing a letter to your younger self. Well, I have a book that fulfills that need. It's Sweet Like Jasmine. As I stepped through the different stories God brought me on as I went to try to find my father and uncover the secrets of why he left, I was able to capture all the journaling prompts and write a letter to my younger self at different aspects that God was showing me in my life. And you will get a free journal. It's called Stories of Faith Journal. If you go to sweetlikejasmine.com and if you are listening to this during the pre-order period, you'll also be able to get a free audiobook narrated by yours truly. Thank you so much for allowing me to spend some time with you, to encourage you, to share some ideas on how to stress less and get refreshed. I want to keep encouraging you. Join me on Instagram at the Bonnie Gray. You can subscribe to my newsletter. I share soul care tips at thebonniegray.com. And I am looking forward to chatting with you next time. Our next episode is going to be talking about celebrating who God created you to be and how God makes beauty out of brokenness. Okay, I will see you next time. Remember that you're loved. Your cherished just rest. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Breathe, the Stress Less Podcast, a production of lifeaudio.com and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really does help people find us. To learn more about Bonnie Gray or to check out any of the resources she mentioned in this episode, 
just head over to her website, thebonniegray.com, or check out our show notes. This episode was produced by me, Kelly Givens, and edited by Stephen Sanders. A special thanks to our executive producer, Stephen McGarvey. For more Faith Toolkit podcasts, head over to lifeaudio.com. Miracles are everywhere. Let our adventure begin! Discover Pure Flix, your premium streaming service where faith and family values come home. Ready to have some fun? The most exclusive selection of quality, wholesome movies and series that will uplift your spirit. A man can argue whether God exists, but when he looks at his daughters, he knows. With new arrivals every week. Unbelievable. Save big and enjoy the possibilities, like invitations to exclusive theatrical screenings. I see it, so I believe it. Find out more by joining today at pureflix.com. Gorgeous gaming, stunning streams, unbelievable bandwidth. It's another Lifestyles of Gagillionaires. Meet the AT&T Fiber customers winning at life with hyper gig speeds. Meet Gagillionaire Terry. While his love of streaming horror movies has him constantly on the edge of his seat, his internet bill won't give him a scare. Oh, don't go in there. I'm telling you. Because since Terry upgraded to AT&T Fiber with hyper gig speeds, he doesn't worry about data caps or equipment fees. Come on, man. The door's open for a reason. And best yet, he also doesn't stress about a price increase at 12 months. Because with the amazing Gagillionaire lifestyle comes an exquisite sense of tranquility. <laughs> Most of the time. Live like a Gagillionaire. Get straightforward pricing with AT&T Fiber. Internet that upgrades everything. No data caps, no equipment fees, and no price increase at 12 months. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. Looking for ways to stay positive? Brighten your day with the free story behind podcast. Hear weekly short stories that showcase true joy, love, and hope. Listen now at lifeaudio.com or by searching for Story Behind wherever you get your podcasts.